Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of All About Sports, the podcast. I'm Aniket here and I have Shobham and Mazhar who you already know. These are our regular co-hosts, but not today. Not today. Today, there is a bit of a role reversal. They are just guests. But at this point, I would also like to introduce a special guest for the podcast, Karthik Khannas. Karthik is a co-founder of the Starter Labs. He's also a footballer at Bombay Gym Khana. And, and, and from the threads he's sporting, yes, okay, he's a Liverpool supporter. All right, I can see Maz in his retro, <laughs> Shubham, Shubham showing off the badge. So, as you can tell, as you can tell, we are at the cusp of a very important game at the top of the Premier League table. Liverpool are going to host Manchester United. Manchester United are three points ahead. Surprisingly, they're three points ahead of the defending. And we'll be six ahead soon. (laughs) (laughs) This this is is the boisterous spirit I was going for. (laughs) This is what I'm looking forward to. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Karu showed his jersey. We showed our jersey. You show your jersey also, now, please. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go, bottom half FC. Let's go. (laughs) I, I have no qualms about the team I support. You know this. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard enough to be an Arsenal fan in the post 2010s. So <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Everyone, like, though, uh, everyone on this chat, everyone on this chat, uh, on this on this chat, kind of understands what it's like to be in the dumps. Because I've been a Liverpool fan when we were in the dumps. United, unfortunately, was in the dumps recently. Yeah, and uh, Arsenal's, but they've been there for a while now. They've been there for a while. <laughs> I have nothing to say. I have absolutely no remarks. Considering so Karo says, is... Karo, Karo says Arsenal have been in, in the dumps for a while. Says a person who just got out of the dumps last year. Calm down, okay? Relax. Fair enough. But, but, but we're out of the dumps, right? <laughs> and how, man? And how? Like, you can't... I can't smack someone upwards, right? <laughs> it always has to go downwards. But anyway, Karo. So, Liverpool, with the side they have, Three points behind United, who who kind of get bashed every every odd week about the team not being great. What are your thoughts on the season so far for Liverpool specifically? I mean, I mean, uh, as a fan who's seen who I think has peaked. I've peaked as a fan, right? I've seen Barcelona. I've seen the comebacks with. Uh, I've seen those games with Roma, City, Barca, the Champions League. So uh, obviously, I expect a lot from the team. Uh, but I think this season, the agenda is just try and finish as high up as possible. So, the fact that we were first for a long time, um, I, I think it was surprising to a lot of Liverpool fans as well. Uh, the, the tone has become that people want to expect Liverpool to win, but they're not realising that Liverpool aren't missing two first-team regulars. They're technically missing three, right? So, uh, uh, I, I mean, you lose your centre-backs, uh, but you also have Fabino, who's a world-class holding midfielder who's playing out of position. Uh, so you can't expect him to have the same output, which which is why, according to me, Aro, are technically missing three Sorry players. to like, cut you off there. Jamie Carragher thinks he's the best centre back in the league at the moment. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, okay. Um, we. I think we still need to give credit to Fabino for he's pulled off like a pretty solid role at centre back. But he's. St- I think. Okay. It's like. Uh, let me give you an example, right? You have all of your, uh, United don't technically have right-wingers besides Dan James, but let's say all of your right-wing options are over, right? You just have Rashford and and maybe one more player, so you, you use them on the left and the right uh, or up top. But now you're suddenly expecting Bruno to give you 
an entire season at right wing there's no way he's going to be as uh, good as he is from the hole he's a he's a top class player so he's still going to give you that output but there's no way you can expect him to have the same output from right wing as he is from from center attacking mid and i feel midfield and center back is still is still further apart than like an attacking midfielder in the hole and an attacking midfielder from the wing uh, so i i think pool's not doing a bad job i think uh, i think it's fine uh, unfortunately Hello, i want your i want your thoughts on a chat with two united supporters at the worst possible time no karo i want your thoughts on what gary neville said recently he said united are three points ahead of yeah. liverpool's best team ever <laughs> so what are your thoughts on that I mean, on paper, best team ever, right? But uh, when Van Dijk doesn't step onto a pitch for the entire season, if you want to call it the best team ever, still, please, Gary Neville, by all means, go for it. You're not fooling anybody. <laughs> This is what most Liverpool fans are saying, considering they're not at the top of the table right now. Because it it is is at least I've not seen anyone use it as an excuse, which is a positive thing, right? You admit that there's an injury that leaves a gap in the team. And the second, so as long as as long as they're not using it as an excuse that we would have been on top um, had Van Dijk been playing. Uh, so we've had Caro's take on the season so far for Liverpool. Mazhar Shobham, what are your thoughts on the United season so far? Because there have there has been a drubbing. There's been an absolute drubbing. There have been some very good games from United's end. The Ole Out Brigade uh, resurfaces every three games. <laughs> What are your thoughts on that? You know, before before Mazhar, before you uh, uh, express your thoughts on how United have performed, uh, just for all our viewers and listeners, what Karu mentioned, the fact that they don't have Van Dijk and they don't have Gomez, their regular centre back pairing, the sort of impact it has had on Liverpool. I was just I just came across these uh, stats. So right now, after 17 games, Liverpool are 33 points, and at the same time, at the same point last season, they were 49 points. They were first in the league. The season before that, they were forty-five points, and the season before that, they were thirty-one points. The fact that these two players haven't been there, it's a, it has almost taken Liverpool back to where they were four seasons back. And very interestingly, when you talk about player influence, uh, in terms of any player who's played for more than forty-five minutes, what sort of influence they've had in the team? Uh, Van Dijk last season, twenty-nine matches played. Uh, every time he played, Liverpool won twenty-seven of those matches, which is ninety-three percent influence. And Gomez, fourteen uh, matches played. 14 wins, so 100% influence. So I totally uh, agree with you on the fact that when you lose a two centre back pairing, I think that's the reason why there's a 16 point deficit, um, uh, largely what we see this season. So that is in terms of Liverpool and Mazhar. Um, yeah, what's happening with United, man? Coming to United now, uh, I don't even know what to say. Honestly, even we, like Gary Neville, just sent a video to JB Carragher of him laughing. Right, we were at the top of the table. and when laughing because we actually when you watch us play okay fine barring the last maybe four or five games where we've actually looked like a good team like a top table side it's been very helter skelter to be honest it's it seemed like uh solchaya didn't know what he was doing everyone kept criticizing that we have no attacking tactics or play we are very dependent on individual brilliance i'm not saying no but I mean, it all comes down to one man and one man only, Bruno. It's it's not Oli's at the wheel; it's Bruno's at the wheel, hundred percent, hundred percent for us. And it's crazy how and that brings me back to what Caro said, right? One player can have such a big impact on a team that it changes and it does wondrous things. 
and you look at even madrid right madrid uh, ronaldo left suddenly they really struggled and are still struggling so it's hard to fill in those gaps and voids so united went from a completely mediocre side to well the top i would i would still say they're in the eight, top 3 eight, teams i feel like city and liverpool are way ahead still sorry caro but i mean i know you guys are missing your key players but tactically at least klopp's a genius he'll figure out a way to win i think henderson has become this ultimate central midfielder <laughs> genuinely like i used to hate the guy i still do of of course i do but in terms of <laughs> very differently <laughs> yeah but he's definitely like like i remember when he joined the league uh, someone had termed him as a headless chicken i think it was steve mcmahon or someone and now well, he may yeah. he runs rings around everyone in midfield so coming back to united yeah. i think the main difference that i've seen with united and why and everyone saying that you know we've basically overachieved this season this should have been united next season they were saying that it would be a 3 year sort of model in place that's why socha was given a 3 year contract so he's already overachieving but that's also because of the other teams are underachieving let's face it defensively we still have a lot of holes to uh, plug in i don't know why they are so scared of clearing the damn ball when the ball comes in from set plays and crosses it's just so frustrating to watch the first thing you do is panic hit it away we just don't touch it no no i'm going to leave it literally i remember that goal uh, the lester second goal uh, wadi's equalizer maguire was right there he sees the ball but he leaves it thinking that oh wan bisaka or whoever was behind him sorry it was osumensa i believe will clear the ball away come on dude just stand up hit it away that's your role the ball comes into the box hit it anywhere just away from goal so very frustrating defensively offensively top top side on the counter my god we're breathtaking it brings us back to fergie days and, and i'm not even exaggerating when i say that but uh, oh, me, it's not just on the counter though right that that then just overall they've been attacking so much better i that's why i told you go ahead and say it because on in the past month i think united's been a better side than most uh, across europe right i'm not going to say they're the best they're never going to get that from me but i think they're right up there at least based on the past 30 45 days Uh, and it's not just counter attack man like there there they have so much swagger on the ball you have pogba coming in playing on the left and he's having good games extremely silly with the way he gives the ball away still and i think he will always be but it just there's this there's a, there's like a really strange confidence in the air and like as as an opposition fan i've not seen that with united since fogi left right which is um, a positive it's it's pretty solid but one more thing to mention caro is united have failed when it's mattered the most historically as well historically as well not in the league yeah. but in uh, like in the other competitions europe yeah. especially right uh this united side still is not ready to compete is what i believe we've seen that we've been knocked out of four semi finals now that's exactly how many semi finals ferguson was knocked out of over his 26 year career so when you look at that stat it's but in his first 6 years he didn't make any semi finals so it doesn't count <laughs> fair 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 but that that time there was not so much money involved the players weren't as great now we actually yeah. what our defense is only like 200 plus million worth so it's crazy when you think about no, it but but to put in no, perspective I, I think what, this game uh, is a big mess yeah what mazar united uh, what, game 
So I'm I'm just saying to put into perspective what Mazhar said about Bruno and Caro also mentioned that United look very confident. To bring in some numbers since the time Bruno made his debut last season, uh, first Feb, uh, 35 games played and his goal contribution that is goals and assists is 34. So he's the highest out and out of the top 10 that are there. There are two more United players with Rashford uh, having played 30 games and 17 goals assists and Martial 27 games with 18 goal goals and assists. Now, what is interesting is the fact that other than the fact that Bruno is really performing very well and perhaps outperforming, he has made the attack better because now you have Rashford and Martial also getting these numbers, and largely I think it is because of Bruno. Uh, but what I find very interesting is the fact that in this top 10, there's just one Liverpool player. We have Salah with 29 matches played and only 22, not only 22 goals and assists is fantastic, but in the top 10, there's just one Liverpool player. So I want to pose a question to Caro: that do you feel? Your attack, as compared to what it is last season, it has it is not performing the way it was performing. I've really had this discussion with way too many people, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try and concise it a little bit. But according to me, when Liverpool uh, when Liverpool defend, it starts from the front, and when Liverpool attack, it starts from the back, right? So uh, I'm and I haven't done this. I've not done this research. I'm, I don't have all the stats like you, Shivam. But uh, I think if you notice, Taro, like, what's believe happening? me, no one does, huh? <laughs> This guy <laughs> comes up with all these numbers every time, and we're just stand, uh, staring at him like, dude, how, why? We didn't know this prep was bad. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, but what I mean is, like, you got your two centre backs, right? Who aren't, uh, or rather, the team is not as confident in the centre backs, which means Liverpool's uh, additional creators were their wing backs last season. But their wing backs don't have all that freedom. They suddenly have to stay back a lot more. I think if you've seen uh, more than five or six Liverpool games, you'll notice how much deeper Trent and Robertson are starting from, um, which is technically affecting the whole team because they're not able to push up with that much uh, with that much freedom. You've again got your holding midfielder, which was either Henderson or Fabinho, who would be sitting and guarding those that that two-man defence. They're also missing, which means just while moving forward, they don't have that. That that incentive with all eleven players. All of a sudden, instead of two or three players manning defensive duties, you've got your back four manning defensive. But you've also got your midfield that suddenly more cautious, thinking, okay, you know what? We've not got BVD to to stop absolutely any human with the football at his feet. We've got Fabino, who's probably going to get beaten. We've got Matty, who's probably going to pick up a red. Uh, Robo Trent again. Robo solid defensively. Trent not as much, right? So. You you can't rely on him completely. He's getting there, but he's still young. He's got a long way to go. Uh, so I think the defense being so weak has definitely affected the attack, and it's very evident, especially with teams that set up like a low block. So Liverpool don't have like how do you get past them? Because suddenly people have two things on their mind, which is attack and defense. So the entire team just kind of sets up in the box. You get all eleven players behind the box and uh, behind the ball, and and Liverpool can't do anything anymore because they don't have that freedom. Uh, so. I think that's what matters, and that's why Salah. If you notice, he's just somehow got in the goals, right? You don't look at him running at defenders as much, beating defenders as much. It's just not happening because that uh, fluidity in the movement—it's—it's it's not there. So, uh, which is why when Liverpool landed up first, it—it uh, it was a shock, I think, to most Liverpool supporters that you know we've just kind of landed up here. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it is what it is, and Klopp has to figure something and get by. I really like what Caro just said. Since the focus for Liverpool has shifted from the front to the back, they've not looked the same team. Now think about United. Since the focus shifted up uh, up ahead with Bruno, they look like a completely different team. And Shobham, 
I mean, we spoke about how much of an impact one player could have in terms of DVD and Bruno. Bruno just won his fourth Player of the Month, if I'm not wrong, in a calendar year, yeah, which is the Ronaldo most. And on his record. Yeah. So, just that's absolutely massive. So nobody can discount the impact of one player on a side to begin with. And now, since we're on the topic of Bruno, Bruno is linked heavily to penalties. All right. And another man who spoke about penalties <laughs> very recently, manager of the Liverpool team, he happened to say that United has won the most penalties in the last four or five seasons. But, Mazar, is that untrue? That is absolutely untrue. The the official stat, and I, I read this on Twitter, and it was from like a legitimate uh, stats recording, whatever, some page. They tweeted that since Ferguson left, United. Liverpool has won more penalties than United till late. And only this season, United has won one more penalty than Liverpool. So, he's... I, I feel like... Uh, and why I love it, and I'm sure all United fans love this, is because finally, teams seem to be flustered by us. That fear factor seems to be, have come back. People are like, now... moment the hate starts, you know that, okay, we're in people's <laughs> heads now, and we're there. Suddenly and, relevant again. Yeah, we're relevant again, and it and we and come on, man. Let's face it. United fans love to be hated. That's stupid. I mean, that I know you guys hate that statement. Not arrogant, just better. But we fucking love it, man. It's our favorite thing. It's our favorite line. So, uh, I think they are a bit flustered, and uh, I just think it's that. And well, to be fair, I like the fact that Klopp even is criticizing United because I. It's been so quiet and so dead between United and Liverpool. It just never felt like a Northwest derby over recent times. So, maybe this will add some fire to it. You know, one thing I'd like to mention is on this, on what Klopp said. I read this again, I think, on Twitter. I don't exactly remember. Either Twitter or Instagram. Somewhere I saw this. It basically said that uh, this season, all the penalties that United have got, if it's taken away from us, we'll still be second in the league. But if the amount of penalties that Liverpool have got, if it's taken away from them... I don't know exactly, but they wouldn't be in the top six. So, the penalties oh. have actually favoured Liverpool a lot more than it has, uh, than it has United. But, uh, Caro, I'd like to ask you that, considering like Klopp is saying things like this, and definitely United are, uh, are a team that Liverpool or City are also keeping an eye on. And you guys have a lot of injuries. United have been playing well. Yeah. We've been grinding out results. And Klopp comes out and says something like this. Do you feel like psychologically, uh, I wouldn't say they fear us, but do you think now they're taking us like more seriously and, and, and they might be a little worried about what's going to happen at Anfield? Considering that you guys haven't lost like what, 67 games at Anfield in the league or something? Fair enough, man. I think uh, I think any team right now, even if United go to a uh, Madrid, a Bayern, a Barca, a Juventus, any team is need to show that, uh, I mean, they don't need to show that respect, but they need to have that respect for United. Because again, like I said, past 30, 60 days, they've been one of the better sides across Europe and there's no two ways to that, right? Uh, so, I, I think they're definitely on the radar. Teams are giving them a little bit more of respect. And, and it shows, right? Look at the way United are able to take out that one those 1-0, 2-1 victories. That's, it's, it's not going to happen if teams are not wary of you, if they're not scared. Because it's evident that United is putting in uh, minutes and minutes of pressure before they're getting that one detrimental goal, right? So, uh, so I think Liverpool definitely wary of United, So as is any other side in the PL. Uh, coming back to your pen claim, right? Uh, again, I had that discussion with someone. 
uh, I think it's a very incorrectly represented statistic, right? Because uh, you spoke about how if Liverpool hadn't been given, if Liverpool were ta- if Liverpool's penalties were taken away, then they would be sixth. But I don't think Klopp is cribbing about that. I think Klopp is cri- cribbing about the fact that a lot of penalties were not given to Liverpool. Uh, case in mind, you look at the Southampton game where uh, you've had, uh, I think, Walker Peters. Walker Peters is literally flinging Mane, right? You, you look at one of those instances where Mane is ahead of Walker Peters and he's literally, he's gone behind Walker Peters. There's no way that he can physically land up there if Walker Peters is not using some kind of force, right? It's not possible. You look at similar, same game, you look at Mane trying to run over the keeper and the keeper's actually caught his leg. Uh, but you look at it the other way, Liverpool, I think it was Liverpool-Everton where, uh, where Robertson gave away the penalty to Richarlison maybe and Richarlison didn't even appeal. But it went up to VAR. So, I think Klopp is talking about those decisions. Uh, but I think the one thing that Klopp and Robbo both have said and they've said very correctly is um, they don't have a problem with those penalties coming or going, coming their way or going against them. But they want consistency because then they know what they have to do. And I think that's what Klopp is cribbing about. But with respect to United, I really think Klopp is just trying to do a Fergie. You guys have been at the beneficial end of it for the longest time. So, I hope you guys are going to be at the receiving end of it. The, the, the bad side of it. I think referee recently said also. Some referee uh, recently said also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. And used to do this. And I think Klopp, uh, with respect to where he is and how the opposition, how the other teams, the press, the media look at him, uh, I think Klopp is probably closer to Fergie than any other manager in between. I'm not talking about success. I'm just talking about the way they're looked at by teams, players, media, fans alike, right? Uh, there is this weird kind of respect, but also this annoyance with Klopp that the guy knows how to get it done, but there is also, he's, he's still a sweetheart at the end of the day. Uh, I enjoy the fact that he's getting salty and bitter. Uh, at you the thought end of Fergie was a sweetheart? Uh, I was okay, just so coming to I, I, No, I but I hate Fergie, right? Bit. It's, it's how Mazar spoke about Hendo. He hated Hendo before, but now he hates him because he's such a good player. I hate Fergie more than any other manager in world football. But uh, come on, man. You've got to know, like, banter aside, you've got to give the respect that the person deserves, yeah. right? Credit where you. So, um, so, yeah, I, I think it's totally cool that Klopp is getting a little salty. Uh, it means that he understands the pressure is on uh, and he knows that he needs to be doing better. So, I'm totally fine with all the whining. I'm sure he's got a plan. So... Um, Shubham mentioned the psychological impact of, you know, uh, United doing so well. I, just from what we've seen of Klopp over the years, I don't think he ever trains uh, or like coaches with an, with, with a kind of, um, you know, nonchalance. He's always, you know, you have to be on the top of your game. I don't care if you're playing Manchester United. I don't care if you're playing Bristol City. I don't care if you're playing in your homes. Do it, yeah. do it well, do it right. And, this, and I think I said this in one of our previous uh, football episodes also, that when Liverpool were well not doing as well, <laughs> and they had they started their resurgence to the top. This one thing which I never saw in Liverpool was that we are Liverpool, we are a big club. No, we want the result. We wa- we don't care what game it is. We want the result. And uh, I spoke about it in terms of like mislight annoyance with how certain Arsenal players go about, you know, we are the Arsenal, we need to do X, Y, Z, number of things. But you are a football team, win. And that's what I think uh, Liverpool uh, and Klopp, Klopp's kind of instilled that uh, into the side. Uh, so, I don't think uh, he is uh, coaching them any different for the Liverpool versus United game. Uh, but, yeah, and uh, 
talking about uh, you know mother said that the rivalry has been kind of drab and dead but uh, do you guys uh, hope to revive it by answering some not so comfortable questions i hope let's go let's go <laughs> okay in case there were to be a player switch between the two teams who's the one player you would pick okay on principle would you agree to getting a player from liverpool or say united from the opposing team yeah, yeah, on principle would you, yeah okay see malu malu is a practical you got levin you got levin to 15 world beaters i'm sure they don't mind na mal mal i would i would i would take van dijk any day man any day van dijk okay okay so so just 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 for the sake of making it slightly difficult no van dijk no bruno now who now do you still make a switch do you think you need to like yeah yeah i'll take money i'll take i'll take money i like yeah. fabregas said that he's the best salah, player man the i'm taking salah we don't have a right winger we don't have a right winger give me anyone on the right side who's a world beater like caro said dude sala any day and sala's a, like i like sala i'll be very honest he's a good guy he, so i don't mind him <laughs> apart from the diving but well everyone does it now so i'm going to forgive him for that what about you caro i, I enjoy the i enjoy the everyone does it now you had to put it in there you know that before he, he, before he, he, he made the big statement He, he made the big statement and gave some relief also. He's 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 not he's uh, very smart with his words. Okay, Caro, kind of kind of slightly more uh, difficult for you. See, right? you, you, have squad, uh, you have a squad. You have a squad of you said it world beaters. So if you take it out Bruno, it becomes yeah. If you take it out Bruno, it becomes difficult. But uh, uh, in all honesty, I'm a big Juan Bissaka fan. I don't think he would ever start over Trent. But the guy defensively is just so astute, right? Like. He, he gets his job done. So, um, but maybe if Pool had someone like that in the reserves, you know, a fringe player, uh, that kind of thing. Ouch, so maybe I take uh, I take Van Bissaka as player. I mean, because uh, Liverpool are still attacking most games, so I would start an Echo or a Milner over him. But every now and then, uh, we need to kind of sit back. So Bissaka get into the right wing, right wing back. It's okay. You can keep dreaming about him now. It's okay. Eventually, he'll also start putting in balls you like Trent. You just watch. You just watch. You guys asked for Mane. You guys asked for Mane, right? So Mane and Salah, please. I can take. I can take one Bissaka as my friend. Of course, player. of course. But no, the difference is Salah and Mane go into our starting. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how desperate we are for one winger. Yeah, right. United have needed a right winger for the longest time. I yeah. think it's been six years, six, five, six seasons now. They've not had an out and out. I right think we've needed a right winger since the time uh, Ronaldo left. We had Valencia, who I don't, yeah. I don't think was ever a right winger. And, and then we had Ashley Young, Ashley Young, bro. Then Mata plays on the right. It, it's just like random players playing on the right. You don't have a right winger. Every, so, so just one, one slot, one slot out of eleven is by default just makeshift. The makeshift player is going to be put into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so Ashley Young didn't do well at right wing. Uh, Valencia did. So the natural progression was right back <laughs> and move them on to other places. Okay. Anyway, so the next question is: One player you want out from your club, like immediately? Do you want someone out of your club? Like, no, no, no. This, this kind of player does not work at a club, and I mean someone from the starting eleven, hopefully, because I think I think you guys can make a pick. It's again slightly I think, for starting eleven. I can't think yeah. of anyone. Yet. I can, yeah. Anthony Martial. <laughs> you want I'm him done with him. I'm I'm done with him. Like I've reached like tipping point with him. If he doesn't perform against Liverpool, then I'm actually like I'm tired of him. 
he's very is, wasteful is martial song isn't it something about how you all wasted a lot of money 50 and then you're down got... the drain tony marshall's cause again but no so so, so caro on the drain get him on a plane <laughs> no so the thing is caro it's with martial he's been the problem is his like he's on sometimes and otherwise he's just off and and i don't see yeah. that energy or dedication or that fire in him to actually try something different he stops running and all of that and especially in the united team solshire's team you have to run that's the entire point you press for the entire 90 you do things you like i just don't see that united mentality and character that he had maybe when he had joined i just see that tapering down yes he scores goals yes he's got worldly talents they compared him to andre i mean like, because because he scored literally he, he opened up his body and scored but again. not only that there's so many things like <laughs> look at his claws also his balland or claws and stuff so that's why like no if i had to pick one guy out then it would be marshall i would still want to give him that time but like honestly more, if if it means things. getting some that's what i'm saying he's still young he's still young but the thing is what is he 24 or something in someone yeah yeah he's like 24 man so if we have to bring in someone for him take that money and bring in someone is all is my only point cuz he's really tested my patience man <laughs> mazar mazar seems to be done with marshal malo you have anyone in mind and again of course oh, trying to keep it in starting 11 yeah starting 11 right because i find it difficult i'm saying it only because the okay it's very easy to take uh, you know an academy player who's not really up to the mark and say okay yeah, yeah, of course in. of course so starting 11 if uh, mino continues to be his agent and pogba out because <laughs> i think that i uh, now see with pogba also i feel there's a lot of inconsistency yeah there are some games he'll play like oh my god you can't have a better center mid than him and some games he does rubbish so i don't know like and and see honestly if his heart is not in the right place if he doesn't want to be at the club it's pointless having him around uh so yeah probably this summer pogba goes out there. just a fun one i saw this uh, meme which said why does pogba always play well in the black and white united kit because he's, <laughs> he's still at juventus <laughs> oh dear lord okay caro caro can't leave anyone out yeah i no, I, i actually have two candidates right uh, wow. but but uh, see so here's the thing right i think uh, liverpool definitely need a new center back but i don't think you can just stockpile so many because you've got uh you've got your you've got your main three plus you've got two youth academy kids so you can't even if liverpool get another one it will not be at a van dyke gomez level i mean no one's at a van dyke level but it won't be a gomez matty level right uh so i think gomez probably won't go he's english uh you've got your registration rules in place and all of that jazz so i actually think gomez won't go uh but if if the injuries continue the way they are you have to let let matty go right there's no two ways let matty go get in uh get in uh You you need three top-notch centre backs to to see out a season, uh, and you need maybe two or three more that can kind of be fringe players. So uh, probably Matty. Uh, however, however, and I'm going to throw out a really really controversial one there. If 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 right, this is a condition-based release, uh, and I think you guys know what I'm coming to. But I think if Liverpool can get like an advance forward. Bring in the advance forward. Let Bobby go, cause or you 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 push him down to the bench, cause I mean the the game has evolved as such that you need your your attacking three need to have goals between them. Your striker can't end the season with ten goals. It's crazy. It's it's absurd. You can't. I mean I understand that Bobby is the most 
detrimental to Liverpool having a good game. Bobby's like Bruno for Liverpool in a way, right? Not not in terms of stats, but in terms of how easily he gets the fluidity and the ball moving. Uh, but man, if that final output is not there, and and he ended last season in a slump, and he started this season just ten, twelve games, just being goddamn awful, right? So uh, <laughs> I think if Liverpool can figure. If Liverpool can figure, you've got a couple of world beaters out there. If Liverpool can maybe rope someone in, I understand this is all COVID and you can't expect a summer transfer and definitely not a big money giant transfer. But uh, play the season out and and see what we can do. Karo, it was a good save that you said he is like Bruno, but not in terms of stats because I would have so many stats coming at you right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I saw you guys. I said he's you like Bruno. Take, and I said, you, you don't take, said, you don't take you don't take his name in the same breath with Bruno. At least in terms I, of stats, I, you don't do that. I apologize for that. I apologize for that. <laughs> I think this is the first time though ever that you throw Liverpool and United fans together and they're both kind of trying to downplay their chances. I don't think this would have this would have happened in the recent past. Uh, I mean I I don't mean like in the last two years but uh, but before that I don't think there's any chance that a United and Liverpool fan are getting together and kind of Downplaying their chances. Huh? If we lose, it's okay. Not a big problem. No. Hey, no, no, no. We are not okay with losing. By the way, no chance. Hey, We're going to come at you. Please, We're going to come at you, man. Please, I'm, I'm hoping. I think the only way Liverpool can beat United is if United come at Liverpool. If they sit back, there's no chance Liverpool are winning. No, man. We'll, you will put in one cross, and there we'll see Harry Maguire going. <laughs> I'm telling no. you. See, you're doing some hype as much as you want, but I think the guy is he's, no, he's no, an absolute he's boss when it comes to set pieces, man. Like set pieces and set plays and crosses. I think he's solid. He's solid. No, no, he's fantastic. He's been one of our best players this season. I'm not going to deny that. I just like taking the piss out of our captain sometimes. It's fun. <laughs> okay. Quick one. You you don't get time to make your justifications. Alright? I want I you do not get the time to make a justifications. One legend from the other team. Who you absolutely have no respect for? Okay, no respect for is pushing it a bit, but you would you 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 wouldn't take them at your team. That thing, you wouldn't take X player from the other team in your starting eleven. Suarez. Oh no, buddy! As much as as much as uh, the antics are not appreciated, he's one guy I would absolutely in his prime kill to have in my side. Uh, but you said no justification, so I'm not giving justification. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Uh, Mazhar, your pick. Steven Gerrard. Oh. Okay, okay. I, I I can make a justification for that one, but it's fine. Karo, your turn. Uh, Roy Keane, man. <laughs> I I know the justification for this. It's very clearly <laughs> from what Mazhar said. But but Karo, we have a we have a recurring theme in our podcast. Whenever we have a guest on, we always have a prediction to make. What is your okay. prediction for the game tomorrow? Let me anger you guys a little. Three one Liverpool. Uh, We're never <laughs> inviting you again on this podcast. You're out now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I will quickly give in my prediction. I think it's going to be uh, one all. Mass three nil. Three nil United. And and on that and on that obnoxious note, <laughs> I'd like to take everyone's leave. Please follow us page for all of our content. You can follow us. Links in the description will be below. And with that, thank you so much, Karo, for joining us today. Thanks, Shubham. Thanks, Mazhar. Bye bye.